Welcome to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be talking about the church. All right, welcome back to another episode of Bible Conversations. If you're listening on Friday morning when this is posted, thank you for being one of our regular listeners. If you're listening at another time, then check back on the very next Friday morning that is occurring for you in your life because we've got another episode coming out every Friday morning. So um, anyways, just had to put that little plug in there about, you yeah. know, make us part of your regular routine. Yeah. Yeah, when you're driving to work on Friday, it's always always good to start your day off with a little bit of, of Bible discussion. Of Bible and conversation, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> uh, in, unless you haven't had your coffee yet, then, you know, I mean, I guess drink your coffee and, and yeah. you know. Well, hopefully not driving to work asleep, but, you know. I don't know. I don't ever drink coffee, so I don't know how it works. Yeah. All um, right. Well, today <laughs> we're talking about the church. Yeah. Um, so really when you brought up this topic and said, you know, we, we need to talk about the church. We need to, to have this kind of discussion. My mind first went to like, okay, we should talk about how it's the people and not the building. Yes. Um, which is funny. If you talk to anybody within the church of Christ, there's always an emphasis on the church building, you yeah. know, like where's that devil at? It's at the church building. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, where are we meeting today? At the church building. We're yeah. going to meet at the church building and then go to camp. It's never a... Well, we're meeting at the church. Like yeah. that, that's, it's a very interesting, very yeah, uh, almost funny. But I, it's, don't, I don't even say church building at this point. I just say we're meeting at the building. Yeah, the like building. I kind of yeah. take the word church out of it. And, yeah, and, but it just it's a it's an interesting um, thing that kind of has happened yeah. uh, within the church um, to to emphasize that. It's a building. The, this yeah. building is not what is referenced throughout Scripture. Correct. When it says Christ added to His church. So, yeah. um, anyways, that's where my mind first went. So, yeah. um, I wanted to kind of hear what you want to talk about, and then I'll dive into my scriptures for. Yeah, no, that works. So I'm I, I'm kind of along the same line of, of thought. There is just understanding what the church is. You know, I mean, we. You drive down, especially in Texas, I mean, goodness, you drive down the road, mm -hmm. and depending on which road you drive on, you can see 10 different churches within a span of a mile. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and I say churches in that sense as in buildings, yes. right? Like you can see 10 different church buildings within a span of a mile, and, you know, I mean, you have a five-mile radius. I don't even know how many churches are in a five-mile radius of our building here. That's actually a really good how far is five miles? I don't know. <laughs> five-mile radius. Uh, so, is that here to Grapevine? So five miles from the church building would be close to eight twenty. Okay, and then so up, draw a circle. Yeah, and then over to oh wait yeah five mile radius. Yeah, and then probably over to close to Roanoke. Okay, do y'all love hearing us just think out loud right yeah, now? This is sorry. amazing. So, anyways, <laughs> anyway, so what, what I want to discuss though is is what and what is the church, right? Because if if we have so many different church buildings out there that have different names on their buildings that that follow different understandings. Church and, of St. Peter, the Church yeah. of, of St. Barnabas yeah, or the, whatever. The Methodist, yeah. the the whatever, right? Whatever churches are out there, what why are there so many? And and then then there has to be has to be one true church. Yeah. Has to be. Because that's the only thing that God said. God didn't set up multiple churches. He didn't set up a plurality of churches. Yeah. 
you know, you look in uh, Ephesians 5, right? What we've been talking about for, you know, we talked about last year, right? All the, the seven ones, one yeah. body, one Lord, one faith, one hope, one baptism. Yeah, and, one, well, and that one body yes, is, is the church. Yeah. And and I think you're going to get to that here in a little bit. But, mm-hmm. but if there is only one and then there's also at the same time so many, well, that's – that's a logical discrepancy that I just – I'm not a fan of. Mm-hmm. And so I I personally want to be a part of the, the one church. church. Yeah. And not the church that was – that was institu- the church of Christ that was instituted in 1860 or 19 whatever. Mm-hmm. I want to be a part of the church that Jesus instituted. Yeah. Where he was talking to Peter and he said – On this rock I will build my on church. On this rock I will build my church. Right. Yeah. That's – that's the church which, I want to be a part which of. Which is another cool thing that Jesus isn't saying, Peter, I'm going to build my church on you. Yeah. It's not uh, Peter. It's, it's on church. your statement. It's on um, your statement that he made and, before that you are the Christ, know, the son of the living God. Yeah, exactly. And, and our last episode, we spent a little bit of time looking at Greek, but it's kind of cool because when Jesus is talking to Peter, Peter actually means rock. Um, yes. Like his name means yep. rock. Uh, Cephas is another name for him. Yes. But um, Jesus says, on this rock, this boulder, this massive mountain. Yeah. Um, I his, will... his name kind of means pebble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Jesus says, I say to you, pebble on yeah. this mountain, I'm going to build my church. Yes. And that's a, you know, that's a really interesting dynamic. And and what Peter's claim was, is that Jesus, you are the son of the living God. Mm-hmm. And immediately I find it comical every time I read through that, that right after he's like, no, you're not going to go and die. And yeah. Jesus is like, get behind me, Satan. Yeah. Like he went from, <laughs> you know, claiming that this is the son of God to telling him what to do. It's like, what is yeah. going on in your mind? Yeah. Well, there was a church established in the first century. Yep. And there was one church that was established. And that church met in Ephesus and it met in Galatia and it met in Corinth and it met in Jerusalem and it met mm-hmm. all throughout that area of the yeah. world. In Antioch. And, yes. Yeah. And that, that was the one church. Yeah. It wasn't the, you know, blank church in whatever. It, it was, it was the church of Christ, the church of God. It was his church. It belonged to Christ. And that's mm-hmm. the important thing is that it belongs to Jesus. Yeah. He is the head of the church. It's his. And in Acts chapter two, starting in verse 42, we see the beginning of this. It says they, and the they comes from verse 41 says, those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. So the church is about 3,000 souls at this point, and it says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and the prayers, and all came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Mm-hmm. I think that's another important part is that the Lord is adding to the church. It's not you. It's not me. It's not the elders at Keller, right? It's not any what what most people consider preachers, but the pastors of other churches, right? Yeah. It's no no individual, no man, no human is adding people to the Lord's church. It is God, and it is God alone who adds people to the Lord's church. And that that's a big deal because if we're not added by God, we're not added. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, that's the – I mean, that's kind of where it comes down to when it's it belongs to Christ, then yeah. – 
you know, nobody can add to it except for Christ because yep. it's his. You exactly. Know? He's the one that purchased the church. He's yep. the one that that um, that bought us with his blood. And yeah. so, you know, nobody else has the right to say, I'm going to add you or I'm going to remove you yep. from the, the church, church because that is God's it belongs to Christ. Yes. Yeah. You can add and remove people from other organizations that you create. Go ahead. Go start a country club. You can yeah. add and remove whoever you want. Well, you but can if you're talking and... about or yeah, or you can go start your own religion if you want to yeah. and, and add and take away people from that. Yeah. Whatever. If you create it, you can do it. But Jesus bought the church. Yes. It's his church and yeah. nobody else has the right to Correct. to and, add you to it. And you know, we we have membership here at Keller, yeah. right? Like you, you place membership just basically stating that I want to be under the oversight of the elders at Keller. Want to work and worship, yes. <laughs> and you know, and that's that's an important thing as well. We yeah. we are to have that, but even there, right? We can we can add or remove people to the membership at Keller, but we don't have the authority to add or remove people from the church that is the yeah. Lord's. Yeah. And I think that's an, also an important distinction, right? Because you know, just because somebody is added to the church in Keller, that doesn't necessarily mean that the Lord has added them to his church. That's yeah. that's his. Yeah. And just because someone has removed themselves from Keller does not mean that they are removed from the Lord's church. Yeah, exactly. That's why I find it so interesting when we're talking about, you know, individual church membership at like different congregations and yeah. stuff. Um, you know, some people can get caught up with the idea that as long as I am worshiping at a place like that I'm good, you know, as, yeah. as long as I've, as long as I'm here and sitting in my pew, yeah. then I'm good. And I'm like, God doesn't look at our role. Like he, no. he's got his own. Yes. <laughs> and uh, our, our goal by having, you know, membership and stuff like that yeah. is to keep one another accountable. Yes. Um, so the elders here who are supposed to be leading this body of believers here in Keller yeah. um, have an idea of who they are accountable for. Yeah. Um, but it's not a, matter of like boom you're in or out type of thing yeah. so um as you're talking about you know the body and being yeah. added to that body i kind of want to go to colossians uh chapter one i mean i guess you can do that yes thank you oh you're welcome i appreciate the permission <laughs> um starting in verse 15 um and going through uh, i'll go through like 18 or so okay. um it's talking about christ and it says he is the image of the invisible god mm. the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Yep. And he is before all things, and in him all things held hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, we're we're learning about who Christ is here. You know what what He is in yeah. Him. All things were made. Nothing was uh, was made um, without Him. Without Him, yeah. Um, you know, it kind of reflects back to John one one. Yeah. Um, and so you know, we're learning who Christ is here, and it says He is the head of the church. Yes. Um, you know, just as we're talking, it belongs to Him. It, yeah. He is um, in control of it. So with that in mind that, you know, and, and then it says there, he's the head of the body, mm-hmm. the church. So he's the head of the body, the head of the church, the body, the church, same thing. Yes. Um, I want to take everyone back to first Corinthians chapter 12 now, okay. because we read about that body and yeah. what it's comprised of. Yeah. Um, so we know that Jesus is the head of this body. We know that he has purchased the church. He's in, in charge of the church. He, he owns the church. Yep. He owns this body. 
what's what's it comprised of though? What's yep. this church made of? What is this body made of? And that's where First Corinthians twelve helps us out, starting in verse twelve. Um, for just as the body is one, referring to the physical body is one. Yeah. Chris Carrillo has one piece to him. You are all of your cells and atoms and all that is connected together. Like you I had to double check, but yes, that's yes. true. All right. So <laughs> ver, uh, verse 12, just as the body is one and has many members, you got arms, legs, eyes, nose, ears, mouth. You are still all one though. So yes. just as the body is one, has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body. Mm-hmm. So it is with Christ. Yes. So he's referring to the physical here, but it's the same way with Christ. And so still we're wondering, okay, what are all these members of the body? Um, Verse 13, for in one spirit, we were all baptized. If you want to learn more about that, listen to our episode last week. (laughs) Um, uh, Into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free. All were made to drink of one spirit. And so basically it doesn't matter what your background is. doesn't matter what your demographics are. Nope. Um, If... You were baptized into Christ. You are a part of his body. Yes. Um, and if we keep going in verse 14, for the body does not consist of one member, but of many. Yep. If the foot should say to the, to the hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if an ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? And so it continues on um, that, um, you know, there there are so many different parts to the body of Christ. And, yes. and I, I love this analogy because it, it's so easy to picture because you can look at yourself and say, like, I've got opposable thumbs. I've got these <laughs> eyes that can can cross and can look different ways. And, um, you know, you've got all these things working together and it's the same way within the body of Christ. And so, I mean, that's really all I've, I've got, I mean, you you kind of talked in the beginning about being added to that body is by Christ alone. And so if he, through baptism and through baptism, exactly. And and that, that was, that was one thing that I wanted to make sure that we, we stated, right. Is acts two, uh, you know, 41 talks about how baptism is how the souls were saved and it was mm-hmm. the Lord that added them, mm-hmm. right? Well, it's through baptism that that happens. And then you look over at 1 Corinthians 12, uh, you know, 13, where you just were one spirit, we were all baptized. Yeah. And that's, there, there's just so much scriptural evidence that, that that is how it is. And like you were saying, it doesn't matter who you are, right? Galatians chapter three, uh, you know, Verse 28, there's neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, neither male, male nor, nor female, female. Yeah. right? We're all one in Christ Jesus. We're all part yeah. of that one body of Christ. And and I and, find and it, it... It's just... Oh, sorry. You, you keep finishing your thought because I was... You're good. Gonna... I, just, I find it really cool that not only did the people of that time recognize it, but they lived it, and they mm-hmm. lived it so much that in Antioch, they were called Christians. Yes. Yeah. Right? Acts Acts chapter 11, starting in verse 26, when he found them, he brought them to Antioch for a whole year. They met with the church yeah. and taught a great many people. And in Antioch, the disciples were first called Christians. Yeah. Because they are of Christ. They're of Christ. They belong to him. We are of Christ. We belong to Christ. Yeah. And, and so, so when people, you know, what, what do you worship? I worship Christ. Where do you worship? Doesn't matter. I worship Christ. Yeah. Right. Who do you worship with? I Other people to, who worship Christ. I belong to the body of Christ. Yes. And and that's where, you know, this is kind of a, 
interesting discussion and, and can make some people frustrated. But, you, I mean, you, you're not a Christian unless you are in the body of Christ. Yes. Um, you know, especially in America, we throw this word Christian around so much. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you've got everything from, from Christian values to, you know, uh, Christian sports teams to even like, you know, asking the question, is this a Christian nation and, yeah. and all kinds of stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, people use that word really, really freely. Yeah. Um, even just in regards to themselves, like if they, have any time at one or another stepped foot in a church building, (laughs) then they're like, I'm a Christian now. And I, I I mean, I, I, I hate having this kind of conversation because I feel like it just has a tendency to, to upset people. But, but you're not a Christian unless you are in Christ, unless you are part of his body. And, as we've talked about a little bit this week and and last week really on this podcast is yeah. that you get into that body of Christ yeah. through baptism, through immersion. Yeah. And without that, you are not a Christian. Correct. Now you can you can love God. Yeah. You can do your best to follow his commandments even. You can like there's a lot of stuff that you can do not as a Christian. Yeah. That is related to Christianity. But the point you're making is that in order to be considered a member of the one church, in order to be considered a Christian, you must be baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Yeah. And there's, you know, that that does upset people. And I, I find it interesting that it upsets people because, man, if I am not right with God, I'm going to do everything that I can to be right with God. If I, if I'm messing up in some regard to my spiritual life, then I want to know. Yeah, and I want somebody to tell me, be like, "Hey, Chris, dude, you're messing up here, and you need to well, you and, need to work on that." And it, that's a, I, I would honestly say that's a commendable attitude because there's a, a lot of folks that when the you know the argument against that is yeah. when you say, "If I'm messing up, I want to be right with God." There's a lot of folks who will say, "God's loving, God is full of grace." Yeah, like well, people you, also you don't, don't like don't to be told to, you wrong. don't need to work that hard because yes. God is loving; He's full of grace. His grace reaches me, you know, yeah. which is one hundred percent true. His grace does reach me, but why should I not put in the effort yeah. to get as close to Him as as I can? Yeah, to do as much work as I possibly can for Him. Yeah, to to serve Him with all of my heart, to be and as all much of my like soul. Christ as possible. Yeah, yeah. You know, the the first and greatest commandment. You know, that's yeah. that's our job. And so the idea that we don't have to work as hard because his grace reaches me, well, shall I continue in sin so that grace may abound? No, by I no mean. means. I mean, by no means. Yeah. I mean, we we should be putting every iota of ourselves into serving the Lord. And sometimes that means we take a break and we we rest, right? But but it also means that when we are out interacting with people, when when we're sitting at home and we're we're resting, we're still not doing sinful things, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're choosing to serve the Lord in everything that we do, and it it is tough. It's challenging, and it should be challenging. Yeah, it, it's it's a lifestyle. It's not a it's not a once a week commitment. It's not a once a month commitment or once a year. It's, it's not a, a three hour a week commitment. No, either. it is a twenty four seven, three hundred and sixty five, yep. and including leap years, three hundred sixty six day a year commitment. Yep. We have to choose. Like, there's no day off. Yeah. You'll get a day off from being a Christian. Well, and if your heart is given over to God, why would you want a day off? No, you don't. You, know, you that, shouldn't. Like that that kind of goes into the discussion and, and we're kind of chasing rabbits at yeah. this point. Well, I'm about to chase a rabbit. But um, <laughs> it gets into the discussion at uh, when I was teaching class the other day with the teenagers talking about once saved, always saved. And, yep. and, you know, this idea that like there is no sin that can – 
can can cause you to lose your salvation and and um you know i made sure i had the discussion with them that it's not a matter of of like whether you're you're sinning or not yeah. which obviously we should strive not to sin but it's a matter of whether or not your heart right has place. been given over to god whether yeah. or not you've turned your back on god or whether or not you've you've given him your heart because everybody's going to sin everybody's going to mess up everyone's going to fall short of god's glory of his perfection yeah so just a question of is your heart still with god or not yeah. and because then, it, you know, if your heart's turned away from God and you mess up, yeah. then there is no grace. But if That's your right. heart is towards God and you still mess up because you're going to. His grace reaches us. Yeah, exactly. So anyways, sorry so, for chasing rabbits here. No, you're good. I, I actually don't have too much more to say on this other than just understanding that our responsibility as Christians is to be a working member of the body. Yeah. And that means that. We've got to be doing something for the Lord, and 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 we have to be doing something anytime we're doing anything. You yeah. know, if, so if we're resting, it's to serve Him. If we're going to go buy groceries, it's being kind mm-hmm. and gracious and loving to everybody that we come in contact with. If we're driving in a car, this is the hardest one for me. Or not getting upset at the person who's going five miles an hour or twenty miles an hour under the speed limit in front well, of us. What's wrong with that? <laughs> we're also yeah, not getting so, upset at people tailgate, right? So like the, we this just is bringing up a, a, a different kind of angle to this conversation, but it's, yeah. it, you know, it reminds me of the faith versus works debate. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people will say like, okay, if you are saying that once like baptism saves you and, yeah. and, and you are in the body of Christ, why do you need to do work? And, and I don't want to, you know, chase that rabbit today. I think that's a good topic for another episode, yeah. but basically you work because you're saved, yeah. not you work to be saved. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is an attitude. It's a very personal choice and an attitude that you have to have that if you're asking the question, right, why do you need to work if you've already been saved through baptism? That's a that's just a weird question to me. Yeah. Like why do you not want it? like what what are you wanting to get away from? Well, it's kinda like Yeah, I wanna marry my wife. Okay, after you're married. No, I don't yeah. wanna be with my wife. Yeah. Like what? Like yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You know? We we're baptized, we're saved, right? We, we we enter into this relationship with God and all of a sudden it's like, well, why should I have to work? Why should I have to do anything? Well, what do you, what do you mean? Like you yeah. don't want to work for God? You don't want to do that? Yeah. It has to be a personal choice. It has to, you have to be wanting to do it. Yep. And, um, you know, the, the church, to be very succinct and simple with it, the church is comprised of people. And if you are a Christian, which means you have been added to the Lord's church, then you are a part of the church. Yeah. If you have been added by man, you're not. If you have not been baptized into Christ for the forgiveness and remission of your sins, you're not a part of the church. And that's a, a scary thing to say. And, you know, I, I am not the judge, right? I Judgment day comes around. If God decides to pardon everybody, then okay, I'm cool with that. God decides to pardon everybody. It reminds me of a, a saying I heard one time. Um, when you get to heaven, are you going to rejoice or are you going to be angry if there's somebody there that you feel is undeserving to be there? Yeah. I'm, 
I hope I'm going to rejoice. Yeah. I really do. You know, I – Well, I think we will. Because, yeah. Again, it's a hypothetical question. Yeah, but it's, but it's, we're a, gonna it's be, a good – We're going to be in the presence of God, question. so we're going to be rejoicing. Yes. But it, it's kind of like the story of Jonah. Yeah. You know, well, See, when, when, when people turn their lives around, are you happy for them or are you angry because you feel like they stole some of – your attention from God. Jonah is one of my favorite characters to you, bash you mean on. Least favorite? <laughs> oh, to bat? No, to bash, to bash on. on. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because he, you know, he goes and gets the entire city of Nineveh to repent and turn around, and with eight words. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, he walks and he's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe that they haven't been destroyed already. Like, why is this happening to me? Why?" Yeah. And you know, so you know, your question is very, very thought provoking and good. I yeah. Who are, we are not the ones to decide whether or not somebody is or is not saved. Well, right? I think considering that question yeah. will help in how you treat people today. Yeah. You know, because if it, if if realistically you're thinking like, okay, someone that you know is just a a very living a very sinful lifestyle, completely turning their back from on God. If you can think to yourself when you get to heaven and you, if you see them there, would yeah. you be disappointed or yeah. somewhat upset? Because if that's the case, yeah. that means that you're not desiring to chase after them in this life. This life. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, you know, like I said, we, we are not the ones, there's no human on earth that is deciding whether or not you are saved. But from what we have read through the scriptures, what we shared last week and, and, and some this week is that baptism is absolutely essential mm-hmm. and you get baptized because you have heard the word and you believe the word and you have repented of your sins and you, yeah. you know, and, th- and then you, you, you must live faithfully, but you live faithfully because you want to, right? Yeah. And, and so there's, there's a lot to it. But, um, but anyway, if you have any questions, anybody, uh, please, Please let us know, Dylan. I'll, I'll let you finish up, but I, I did want to make sure if anybody does have questions or comments about uh, anything that we've said, we we are open to to discuss that. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I mentioned this at the beginning of last week's episode, but I, I just want to remind everyone again: we have a brand new shop. Uh, check out our Facebook page for the link to that shop. Um, one of the sweet sisters in Christ here um, has owns her own apparel business, and she is. Uh, done us the favor i guess i mean like it's helping out her business too but um she's she's helped us open an online store uh so you can get some of the super awesome bible conversations merchandise with our fancy logo on a nice white hoodie or a white t-shirt or you can you know be boring and not get any of that the choice is yours if you're wondering what they look like on we've got a our thumbnail actually we'll have yep uh, at least one of them will have it on there but uh but yeah so yeah, check out uh, our Facebook page for that. But um, as always, all of our contact information uh, will be played. So please reach out to us if you have any questions, whether by email or text or by Facebook message, anything. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in again, um, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to encourage you to check out our proud partners, Ministry League. They have a website as well as an app that you can download from your smartphone. Yeah, not only that, but also be sure to send us an email. You can reach us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, what your thoughts and comments are on today's episode. And if you have any questions or any comments, anything that you would like to let us know, please send us a text at the following number, 
888-888-0856. Yeah, and that way we'll be able to uh, get that comment and, and get back with y'all as well. And please leave reviews and comments. I know there's a lot of places that you listen to this podcast that you can leave comments and reviews. I know Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure iHeartRadio and others, you can mm-hmm. uh, leave reviews and comments as well. And last, but most certainly not least, we ask that you share this with your friends. Uh, we do our best to provide uh, biblical and, and, and strong uh, discussion, and we hope that you can feel free to share that with everybody that you love and come in contact with. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We love you.